Hello and welcome to Audio Gyan. I'm pleased and privileged to have Chetan Shirdjale with us. Practically everyone has driven a motorcycle, but today we'll be exploring what goes into designing it. I was very curious to know, like what what goes into making a motorcycle, the goals, the challenges, especially something which has such a passionate and a huge user base across the globe. We'll also ask Chetan, how did this small town Solapur Bond designer made it to Harley Davidson and has successfully launched Harley's Street 750? Chetan has worked with few of the influential people like Massimo Tamburini and is working in Harley Davidson since 2010. Hi Chetan, thanks for giving us your time for Audio Gan. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me over here on your Audio Gan. It will be fun talking with you. Uh so yeah I mean uh, the first and the foremost uh, is like a very simple question um so what is like motorcycle design um and how can one get into it well uh motorcycle design as such it is part of industrial design as we all know but it is a niche subject and usually where forms and proportions are dealt over two wheels and that's motorcycle design is at least from my understanding and where where you put a emotion as a designer you put a emotion in a product which makes a desire for the public or the customer to possess somebody dreams it and we give him that dream to live and live freely with that dream you know <laughs> but uh, how does one get into it i mean what's the process well uh, or or for that matter how does one uh, like what does one need to learn to become a motorcycle designer yeah sure uh, well the the understanding of uh, basic understanding of uh, you know the forms and proportions are very much important to start to begin with the basic standard courses are in india i think now we have a lot of industrial design courses those can help you to be somewhere in motorcycle design but personally i feel you are born with certain skills you if you are passionate about motorcycles that doesn't mean you will be a motorcycle designer are not able to attain what you are wanting for and that is because of the 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 not understanding side and that is technical aspect so when you say of a chassis what is a chassis what types of motorcycles are existing in the market these all things are more or less self case studies as a student i used to do that maybe somebody else who works with me has done it and know the western culture the eastern culture the there are different cultures like four cousin sisters we call them they are from japan honda rules the world suzuki has its name kawasaki has its name but all these design directions have come because of certain passionate people so design is not like how we say industrial design course you can go but when it comes to car design you have to have understanding of forms and proportions of a car same way motorcycle has more to it because if you think of it car has big four surfaces motorcycle has lot of surfaces which are na- seen naked eyes like through a naked eye like y- you can see them you know if you talk of a, even a scooter scooter has a front and a back front panels then there is a seat the, but the seat has got two sides 
there is a rear but there is a inner rear also because you go on the backrest so the philosophy if you apply to a motorcycle you have a cockpit which has to be very visually communicative but it has to be really small enough to fit on a motorcycle so there are challenges which are different so learning these are more or less i would say a self case study go through the market what is existing in the market learn these by yourself what are those proportions and obviously industrial design course is very important basic like you have to go through something where you understand when you communicate through a drawing like when you do a sketch you have to communicate you don't have to speak your words through that you know means i'm i'm not i'm i'm coming or not uh, to your point but if you draw you shouldn't be able to talk but your drawing should sell that's what my mentor said always correct correct yeah absolutely cool uh, and so uh, what are like the design goals uh, I, i mean i come from a, uh, a interface background so we generally have certain set of uh, goals before uh, addressing a particular problem statement or uh, making a interface right so what kind of design goals uh, generally because this is slightly new to me as well and i'm hoping uh, it's it's uh, also new to a lot of people in india so just want to understand uh, like what could be the design goals while making a bike at a broad level mm, yeah I, i means i'll give you a 20000 feet foot rule uh, like thumb rule kind of because uh, it's a secret sauce of each company and i cannot expel it from, from with whom i'm working but uh, the basic idea of uh, attaining a motorcycle for a certain market like if you're designing a particular product for europe or you're pr- try trying to do a product for global there are two different aspects so that comes from marketing research and your own research and you talk through people people basically people tell us but they really don't tell you whole idea but they tell you some some features like oh, i like this way or i like that way or i want the comfort of this level but i don't want it to be heavy so these are design goals which come down and they get distilled in a form of like uh, single words like agile um example aggressive nature will we'll be like i want power power means it goes directly to the engine capacity is uh, so example if you are in india and people would say like many of the times people might say oh there is a lot of heat so that is directly to the solution of liquid cooling or oil cooled or whatever it is so those are kind of like major milestones which we have to take in consideration while designing so when we come to all these distilled words then sketch starts getting into a form of a motorcycle obviously um ergonomics comes in talks before even you start designing sometimes because if we are ta- targeting a certain height customer like if southeast asia is majorly populated with 5 feet 5 or something whatever it is right think of that also so these are like major goals which we have to broadly understand and we we come close to like you know acha theek hai this is this can happen this way or that can happen this way and then we have um in my studio we have seven design seven to eight designers so they come up with their own interpretation of that particular market really fun because that's how the competition is and then you start coming closer to the final 
eventual product and stuff so mm-hmm. yeah interesting in fact that naturally uh, uh, enters into my like next question which i had was what are the general stages uh, in while designing a bike i mean uh, a very broad uh, structure of the team or iterations because i am like really curious to understand like what what kind of uh, a process also goes into it well it's it's a good question but uh, the the team of pool of designers are divided into different groups and stuff but it depends on how big is your team and how big is the like if you are working in a consulting company your team is going to be small if you are working in a multinational company like a japanese brand like honda there are a lot of designers and they get dedicated certain parts of the motorcycle there are there are guys in there who are really cool and they do just whole motorcycle and their sketches are like like the top notch if you go down to suzuki it has got its own style like studio has their own way of working i came from uh, massimo tamburini my first mentor who was a known designer there you get chance to show your whole motorcycle concept like the whole sketch whatever you understood through the market you would draw and show it to massimo and then he would pick and choose certain parts from it and then i always called him a chef not a designer because he would choose different parts from different sketches and then make one sketch which would look cool and then also nowadays as you get become more mature in designing motorcycles you understand the levels then you are able to do the whole entire bike luckily for me i have done seven projects with harley davidson till now and i have the lead so i have done from scratch like white white paper and pen to the end you know a dream come true because there are a lot of them who struggle even to get one part out in the market but i have able to showcase the strengths which i have and justly you know so that's different style of working again so there are different styles of works and then stages stage wise it's the i think it's the car design process or car design world process is the same as us same iterations and stuff it's more like you start with blue blue brainstorming sketches which are almost just thematic sketches with lines like if the bike has to be a cruiser what lines are important then again brand comes in you know means each brand has its own lines of uh, understanding of a cruiser bajaj has its own these are these are like different forms of works and again from sketch it goes to a clay clay modeling usually is done by clay modelers in car industry they have a different uh, how we say different set of people but in motorcycle usually in some design houses like big like honda you have a clay modeler who supports you uh, smaller houses like mv or even at harley sometimes we do the the designer itself goes and does the clay so it's very fulfilling job because you have sketched it so you get it to the 3d and you feel the surfaces so you are basically giving birth to the baby which you were drawing there is a lot of how we say hmm, personal touch to it yeah so the personal touch comes in you start talking with the clay a lot 
like I end up talking hours together myself while I'm doing the clay because that's the best part of my life, I feel. Like I'm meditating, you know. Again, after clay, you go to the proto phase where you're doing all uh, SLS, which 3D printed parts. Nowadays, we have 3D printed parts, so which are used, but the bike is a markup. So there are different iterations of markup. One will be style, like the the design markup, the industrial design house markup, then engineering comes in and talks with you and says, we cannot, what they cannot do, which is a big list, you know, and that's the challenge of a designer starts there. The designer becomes a police from there and then he starts understanding and giving them direction, you know, and the general idea starts getting into place. So from clay to first markup to second markup, it starts, maybe sometimes the lines differ. So again, you have to go back on the board, draw and give to the engineering team and tell them, this is what I wanted, you guys have deferred, whatever, what not. So there is a back and forth and there is a healthy discussion because the engineers also want to do this product, right? Means they all are looking forward to put forward this product in the market. So the struggle, what we go through is long process. Each project project has its own challenges. We try our best to get closer to the design goal, which was seen in the sketch. So very hard to keep the sketch alive in form of, uh, how do you say, like a mock-up to an engineering mock-up and then a first proto. And then there are different builds, like till the time bike starts actually running on the track and testing. Sometimes I get tears in my eyes because you had seen few like a year or two years ago a sketch it became reality so that's that's the, the how we say fulfilling part of your life correct just to slightly get deeper in one of the uh, steps is uh, uh, what kind of uh, goals are there or what kind of process happens when it's actually ready uh, from that state to actually hitting the market because there could be a lot of safety testing and those kind of things as well right so uh, we call it validation process of validation there is in each company there will be a huge team which just does validation and uh, all ergo issues ergonomical issues they check and recheck and test and test how i can say you like there is means there are various steps i i might not spill all the beans here but there are a lot of steps which are considered before the pro product starts getting into proto phase you come closer to the phase of like pre-production phase bike starts going on track so heat heat issues are checked all the time like i i think uh, mahindra had done uh, a car which was tested all over the world for, for uh, during winter and summer and all the conditions because they wanted a global so that happens usually with most of the companies. Even same is sometimes with motorcycles. If you are doing global product or something, but motorcycle has got a very niche market. So we have to cater to each and every country. Harley Davidson has got like more or less 110 different countries to cater. Example: We have to. When I say cater, is like you have to understand their road safety rules and regulations of each country, and you have to. You have to work accordingly to that. So, you know, like simple as lighting. It's big deal to do a motorcycle with signature lighting and 
having it to be confirmed and validated through each and every country's rules and regulation. For example, Europe has its own set, set of goals, Canada has its own, or Brazil has its own, Australia has its own, India has its own, which is 1975, like 1875, not even 1975. I call it that way. We are very old in rules and regulation. China has its own set of rules. So each company has to go through this. There are experts who sit in the team. Time to time, team, team members change. They come in, they go out, they give you the ideas, they give you the numbers which you have to fit in. Simple as like uh, the turn signal. You have a certain angle to be shown in the world in different ways. Like in US, they really have a different idea of turn signal. In India, where it is accidents are born to happen, so you have to, you know, like, take care of that angle where the light has to blink a little bit more or the timing of the blinking. It is, for us, sometimes it is day-to-day -day job. So we don't even really think of it. Yeah, yeah, it is happening. When you ask, then I start thinking, oh, yeah, yeah. So I gave you a lighting example. Just think of it. Each one of the parts has to go through that way. That has to be like a shock absorber, the rear shocks, the front shocks, um, speedometer, speedometer gauges. You know, like speedometer gauges are to be designed according to like in US, we see miles per hour. In UK, they say miles per hour and kilometers per hour. So you have to print both. Go to India, it is kilometers per hour because it is all British systems. We have to work according to the British system, like the metric and non-metric and all that stuff we have to deal. Uh, we generally have to fight with uh, the business or the product managers or the engineering people uh, to to stay true to our design and yet there's a compromise, right? So what kind of uh, compromise uh, uh, happens in this case where you are very like uh, passionate about a particular shape or uh, uh, but that is like conflicting with the ergonomics or certain things or that's actually spoiling the character as uh, overall but still you have to deal with that. So what, what uh, generally happens there? Well, uh, I think uh, I would not say fight. It is a healthy debate, I would say, because uh, because engineering doesn't want to spoil really the the concept. They are just saying what is really correct or what has been benchmarked is is something which is comfortable for a motorcycle rider. So we would like to go there. So as a designer, it's a big challenge and that's where you really prove yourself if you are a designer or not. If you keep on falling in love with your own design, this is one of the thumb rules which I learned from Tamburini was like, don't fall in love with the design. Work according to the requirements. Follow what are the steps which we have, but still make it so cool that people don't really realize it has been thought so. Understand? Uh, I'll give you an example which happened in MV Augusta uh, way back when I was working with Tamburini. And before, I think I joined him. Before that, this thing had happened and I saw it happening also later on. What he would do is, uh, engineering would come and tell, oh, Tamburini or like Massimo, this is not possible because of so and so. The tank has to be so small because the rider wants to do this and that. So what he did was the sketch was looking so and so cool and he said, okay, fine. I understand what you are trying to do. Bring me a rider here. We made the rider to sit on the clay and rider put his hands on the tank 
right where the tank touched the rider, we sculpted the tank and we took it a rough cut. That's it. After the rider left, we started the design process and we got a solution today, which is an iconic look for MV Agusta. So, you know, uh, the challenge and goals are there. If you are smart enough, you can make way better job in that challenge which has been given to you. You know, so I don't know uh, if I have given you the right answer, but I, I so that, that, that example I wanted to make a point here is like, we have to be smart enough not to just keep on just drawing one sketch and say, this is what it is done. This is what it is done. There is always iteration. There is always uh, a, a point where cost comes in discussion. It has to be a certain cost because of cost. If you can't make a product which can be sold to the public like in the market at a certain price tag, as a designer, you have to think of that also. So sometimes I feel like we as designers have to be jack of all. You talk with the finance people, you talk with the marketing people, you talk with the engineering people, you talk with the validation people. Means we are there from day one when the project starts. Usually happens with every motorcycle industry and car industry. Like the designer is involved till the end because he keeps an eye on if the lines are changing, you know. But he still gives proper feedback wherever it is required and give direction to that design process or that product to come as close as possible to the sketch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I've seen at least in the the online world or the app world where we continuously have these releases, right? So you release a product and then uh, maybe a one month one month down the line, you either have a patch or you, you uh, upgrade the product. Uh, similar such things can happen uh, while designing a bike. So you ship out, you manufacture and it's in the market and maybe one year down the line, you just have a V1 out of it like uh, or a version 2 uh, where uh, you think that this could have been refined. Is that the case? Is, uh, is, is it considered as a upgrade or like probably a failure of a designer because uh, it's, it's gone at such a large production level? that uh, so how does that work no i think um, failure is not that uh, like that's how you measure the failure if the product yeah I, i'm like for a lack of better word i don't know like what to say that's why i just like failure yeah but go ahead yeah well uh, if the product is doing well and although we knew we needed to do changes we obviously implement means as not as designer but as a company we obviously, a, like, you know, each company implements these designs or these changes. And they might be in the phase of proto while the product was getting launched. Something happens. And then there are products like that, which I have seen in, like, in my career of last 15 years, I have seen, like, that has happened. And that is a yearly change, which happens also in car industry, like, one year the car has been launched, it's, it is out with some basic uh, amenities and then the next year the car gets more, better features and because the la- product life cycle is five years, more or less five to five, five to six years is the product life cycle in car, more, that's more or less is our also, like motorcycle industry is also same or sometimes it is smaller life cycle, like a shorter life cycle because 
the product is different and if we are in certain markets like uh, in south america there is a product very very much in demand so you might not change certain things for that market but if you if the product is not doing really well in certain market like in asia or somewhere you have to do the changes to to get the customer in the showroom buy the product and go satisfied because at the end satisfaction is very important so we usually do that upgradation and it is very normal this is getting more and more uh, interesting and i'm sure like uh, like a lot of uh, potential listeners will be inspired to venture into this field uh so yeah what are like the few design considerations also while designing a bike for india or for other countries uh, i mean with respect to infrastructure i think uh, i hit that point a little while ago because india specifically for india you know um, uh, the customer who is the customer what is the market scenario what is the capacity or like pot- the potential customer has the 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 vitamin m or money power how much he can spend what is those things are considered as per marketing wise and then as per uh, the product re- itself a little bit culturally jiving sometimes but if you think um many products are coming and setting themselves their their shops in india now and they are selling so early has done it its own like i think we have been very much successful we are number 1 in india in 600 cc and above we have been keeping that number 1 position for a while and the reason we apart like the brand is so ingrained into the people and number 2 the products which we give attraction and owning a product is uh experience itself the considerations are like you know what type of customer he is what product can be sold and then this, as a designer you get these all feedbacks and you kind of work accordingly to that market if we want to do really specific for that market and also the last point is again like validation like heat conditions like if you're riding in rajasthan riding a bike which is like a hot potato so consider these things all so cool uh yeah i would like to conclude with uh, one final question because uh, like the last time when we spoke uh, of having this uh, sort of a audio gyan uh, you very briefly told me about your uh, exciting and also very uh, i don't know what word but yeah it was a challenging journey so so we would like like i would like to know just how did you become a designer and like just your story something uh, or also maybe some some bit of uh, inspiration for the young designers in india as well yeah well um, i was born in solapur it's in maharashtra in uh, on the borders of karnataka in a kannada family i was very much into drawing or like understanding the forms and i was a visual guy by the time i completed my 12th and i went into architecture because that was the only way you could get some sort of you know uh, design education uh, industrial design is there i didn't even know after first year that there is industrial design and my dad said well at least finish this degree so i finished architecture with a thesis project for architecture that was motorcycle design center for a, mo- a emerging company in india 
so i started going towards the direction which i wanted but i took the path from i think third year of architecture and i started walking towards there it was a big journey from there i gave entrance exams for nid i knocked all the exams very easily i was in the top 10 of that time the moment i got to know that i was in i called my father and i said if i am able to do something good here i'm 100% sure i can be better off to perceive my career of passion of motorcycles i think that will be the best way coming from a humble background you know it very well you have to be very thoughtful of financial side of your dream also means many banks wouldn't even sign loans for me because they said this education is not even valid this is not even existing in the curriculum of their courses i went to milan where i was means i was in contact with uh, spd which was a design school which had a course structure which was masters program but very much uh, not theoretical but more practical so you were on the field you were meeting designers you were meeting in the you were going in the industry and by the end of the course i was in top 3 and i would sit from 8 in the morning till 8 in the night in the school itself because that was my jeena marna khana peena wahi pe you know do or die masters program i got uh, a chance to work in fiat and while i was doing internship at fiat i came across a, a gentleman who whose name is john salamini he would speak it uh, italian english and i was almost there i would speak italian very good by that time i called him and i said i requested him to meet studio i didn't know the the scenario over there i went there there was no one but him and one partner and he said we don't really do any motorcycle design anymore now i see you have good potential i would help you from there i think i went to him to his studio 3 months in the meantime he made me meet one more friend of his who was a motorcycle designer and well known person in industry filippo cortichelli he is a manager at royal enfields design in uk they both made help in a way where my portfolio became very substantial and strong enough to fight with uh, very good people from maybe art center of california or uk's coventry i was strong enough in that time i started sending my portfolio to many different design studios which were like honda yamaha anywhere i got con- in contact with massimo tamburini his studio is crc centro ricerca kajiva it was a center of research for kajiva motorcycles i had a big portfolio in my third sketch of motorcycle he just uh, he said close it let's walk in he took me into the in the company he his office was outside from the way i walked in i walked into the design studio and he said this is the place these are the guys would you like to work i was like yeah i can work i got my first job under massimo tamburini and from there the journey began as a real motorcycle you can say motorcycle design and once he retired i started looking for my own new adventure like ventures and that's where husqvarna bmw happened that helped and meanwhile i was also in touch with some other companies uh, that's where harley davidson happened so i was working in bmw husqvarna in in the alps basically it was in switzerland i was working there the financial side was not good enough like you know 
if you think of uh, Indian family mentality, seven years had passed and I was not even making good money enough for myself. Forget about, you know, that's, that's how it started. It's, Till, till that time, people had written me off like this is a failed character, failed career, you know, because it, in our country, passion is sometimes not understood very well. We are typical, you know, understanding is like, uh, documents. you have to be a doctor or an engineer, otherwise you are not successful. Hardly happened, hardly happened and uh, they called me. Uh, they wrote me, Ray was the VP that time, he, uh, he was a director and VP both. He called me and he said, would you like to come down to Milwaukee and meet with us? In way back in 1998, 1999, I think 1999, 2000, I was sitting in my living room in Solapur watching a video documentary on Discovery Channel and they were showing Harley Davidson's V-Rod development. The way we are talking now about the development of motorcycle, they were showing the video of development of V-Rod motorcycle and the Ray Dray, Ray Dray, Kirk Rasmussen, Frank Savage, these all people were there on the video. And I saw it and I joked in front of my father, I would like to work somewhere like this. Somewhere like this. Okay. And the call comes in, I fly in, I came to Milwaukee, it was a really heavy snowstorm. Like, snow was like, like Milwaukee gets a lot of snow. Uh, it was a heavy snowstorm. They were really worried that I will get afraid of snow and go back and never come back here. Uh, I joined them, I signed the contracts and I joined them and then they told me I was going to lead the project called Street 750, which is now in market as Street 750. The bike got launched in 2013. I was lucky enough to see the product on the, on the floor in Milan with two other concept bikes which I designed that was RDX 800 and Urban Custom. Urban Custom was literally born in Bangalore in, in an auto rickshaw and I'm just going and it was 2000, I think 2012. I'm there for some work and I saw a guy enjoying his own ride, bubble helmet, Ray-Ban glasses, chopped Royal Enfield and he's just going and enjoying his ride. And I just fell in love with that lifestyle and I said, I would like to do something. And then while we presented Street, we wanted to show the customization potential of this platform and we three custom concepts. So one was done by Dice Nagao, my other colleague, and two were done by me. And I think Street literally changed the game and gave me the recognition which you would know like, yeah, there is a guy, he is Chetan and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so that's how it happened. And then after that, it has been going on. And uh, I have worked with uh, many different engineers around here in Harley now. In entire career, I think I would say like 11 projects which are on road. Out of those, the most popular will be Street 750 and the most recent Street Rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, reading about it a bit. And what's the future like, Matlab, uh, from a from a uh, motorcycle design and also uh, like the way Tesla is coming in with uh, or has come with uh, electric uh, vehicles, right? So what's what's the future? Maybe like uh, hundred years down the line for motorcycles. 
like what's your vision well my vision would be like obviously there are different ways you can approach to the two wheels like at the end uh, a man or anybody who rides you can go and talk with them they love it they fall in love like one of my friends she is riding right now around the world and she has already crossed seven countries and i was talking with her and she says this is what i wanted to do you know and uh, so looking at the vision of future maybe uh, with the uh, stricter emission norms we might end up getting smaller engines work harder or something or electric is an option but then infrastructure has to be developed tesla has developed a infrastructure in us at a point where you can at least have your charging ports like gas stations visioning that going to happen is going to take a lot of time in maybe motorcycle industry you know i have seen motorcycles with hydrogen fuel cell protos around volkswagen has been working not on motorcycle but in car sector but these are things which take time because again this has to be safe enough to ride and has to be validated and has to accept all terrains like if you if you go in mexico you cannot example you cannot tire cylinder on on a engine and go around we call india as a, like all uh, roads with dump no mexico is worse than that the way world is progressing in certain upcoming countries it is very fastly developing everything and it is cool but in certain other countries you have to develop certain things like honda has a product very much developed only for mexico and brazil in those areas you cannot go with a normal bike at all these are the things which we we vision and my vision going down the 100 100 years also is way far i would say like in next 50 years we should see motorcycles with electric power trains which we we look we see like zero is there and some other companies are trying but infrastructure is not supported so i would say first infrastructure is important you know means all right uh, i think it was great uh, understanding uh, and obviously like i would like to schedule another call someday with more details and uh, more nuances about uh, motorcycle design but thanks a lot uh, chetan for giving us your time uh, i hope like this was really good so thanks a lot uh, for uh, being on audio again no thank thanks to you kedar because uh, the intent uh, over here i would say is like the young upcoming designers ha- i would help them in this way because i think uh, i believe uh, giving back to the society in a in a better way because what struggles i went through i feel others other students should not go through like now india is getting a lot of more infrastructure in design and i'm happy kids are getting that because it's it's very it used to be very hard like in my days or even your days i guess so so thank you very much for inviting us uh, inviting me for your uh, audio gyan session and that's it from today's gyan session with chetan shetjare stay tuned for more gyan on audio gyan next week till then bye